We've all seen cartoons of angry, bearded men holding a sign that says, Repent. If the sign is large enough, it'll show the entire verse in King James language, Repent, for the kingdom of God is at hand. The message seems to be that you'd better get ready for the judgment of an angry God who will punish you for your sins. The presumed solution is to join the church, believe the right set of religious ideas, or pour your liquor cabinet contents down the drain. This fits with what most people think about the season of Lent, that it's a time for penitence, for remembering that we're miserable sinners in the eyes of our harshly judging God. And for centuries, Lent focused primarily on self-deprivation and generally feeling unworthy, feeling bad about ourselves. And for centuries, it kept people focused on their fear about what was going to happen to them after they die. With this focus, few people rocked the boat in the name of Jesus, which, by the way, was convenient for those in power. But this doesn't fit with the God we meet in Jesus, whose very first message in the Gospels, usually translated repent, is the Greek word metanoia, which literally means to change your mind or your heart. Change because the kingdom of God is at hand. Other translations say the ultimate reality is at hand, or God's benevolent society is already among us. The thing is, changing in order to live in this ultimate reality, or in God's benevolent society, wouldn't be, would be, wouldn't be convenient, it would not be convenient for those in power at all. Because living as though God is the ruler of our hearts and lives means living as though the leaders of this world are not. Jesus' first words have to be read in relation to what was going on at Jesus' time, the kingdom of Caesar and the empire of Rome. Jesus came to announce a new kingdom, a new way of life, a new way of peace that carried good news to all people of every religion. It wasn't information about how individual souls could avoid hell and go to heaven after death. It was about God's will being done on earth as it is in heaven for all people. It was about God's faithful solidarity with all humanity in our suffering, our oppression, and our evil. It was about God's compassion and the call to be reconciled with God and with one another now on earth. It was a summons to rethink everything, and enter a life of retraining as disciples or learners of a new way of life as citizens of this new kingdom. That's why Eugene Peterson writes that living a holy life is the Christian equivalent of revolution. And what Lent is really about is remembering that we are a part of that revolution, a revolution defined by resurrection, a revolution that says no to what deals in death and yes to what gives life for us and for all people. Lent is when we notice the ways we've slipped into the other kingdom, 
or systems around us. The systems that do not celebrate healing and our common humanity, that do not see the world and life as a gift, that do not put love of God and of the other as the central shaping principle for everything we do. So during Lent, we're invited to practice resurrection. We practice saying no to what does not give life and saying yes to what does. You've probably known people who've given up things for Lent, chocolate maybe, maybe you have yourself. I honestly don't understand how depriving yourself of one of life's most innocent God-given pleasures brings us closer to God. And let this be remembered as the time that your two pastors preached about chocolate two weeks in a row. (laughs) But there's actually a good reason, a resurrection reason to give up chocolate, or at least most chocolate. According to an investigative report by the BBC, human trafficking, child slavery, and abusive labor practices are common in the cacao industry. Hundreds of thousands of children are being purchased from their destitute and desperate parents or outright stolen and then shipped to Ivory Coast where they're enslaved on cocoa farms. These children, 11 to 16 years old but sometimes younger, are forced to do hard manual labor 80 to 100 hours a week. They're paid nothing, they receive no education, they're underfed, and often they're beaten if they try to escape. Most will never see their families again. Congress has tried to address this, but the deep pockets of the big chocolate companies prevail. You can go online and find a list of chocolate companies that certify that they are child labor free, or you can look for the fair trade label on your bar of chocolate. You can do this very simple thing today. The most striking single element of Jesus' proclamation of the kingdom may have been, the time has come, time's up, as the message puts it. The kingdom of God is not a distant reality to wait for someday. Jesus proclaims the kingdom is at hand, within reach, near, here, now. The time has come today to adjust our way of life and join in the joyful, painful mission of dying to death-dealing ways and rising to life-giving ways. The time has come to be shaped by Christ's resurrection, to participate in his resurrection. And this doesn't depend on any holy setting or special equipment, or rather, I should say this makes everything that is ordinary and normal a holy moment, a holy opportunity. A bar of chocolate, for instance, bread and wine, shared in the sacrament, pancakes shared in Duncan Hall. At the front door as you leave worship today and, and over in Duncan Hall for the pancake eaters, there are baskets of stones. The stones are all different shapes and sizes and colors, smooth, rough, crisscrossed with veins, broken, some large enough to be a paperweight, others small enough to slip unnoticeably in your pocket. Some are flashy, most are ordinary, until you look closely at the flex and the texture and the grain. We invite you to take a stone home with you today. Put it somewhere you can see it during Lent. 
your desk, a windowsill, your bedside table. Carry it in your pocket. Let it remind you all during Lent that we are called and then empowered to change ourselves and our world. Let it remind you daily of daily resurrection, of the stone God rolled away to raise Jesus and rolls away in our lives as well, now and every single day. May it be so for you and for me. Amen.